Well, good morning. I still got two minutes to be able to say that. It's been great being able to worship with you today. Isn't it fun when we are able to celebrate children and family? Isn't that a wonderful thing? And isn't it great to know that God, as it, the Bible says in Psalms 139, he already knows our future and our destiny. He's planned it out. And our job is just to listen to what he has to say. And again, just the words that came over those two wonderful little ones today, I believe are going to be dynamos. And I just want to encourage you, church, that as we see parents and family with kids, we believe at Eastside City Church that we don't own our children, that we are stewards of what God has given us. And it is our job to honor him by blessing them and giving them back to him. I want to say this today as we, be, as we continue on with our Belong series. I'm excited about this, and, and, and I know last week I kind of I, I introduced it, but it, the reason that we're doing this is because over the past year, we've had many people ask us, what is the process for joining the church? Is there a membership to Eastside City Church, or what are the requirements if I want to be a member? And, and so people have asked this because it's one of the things that we talk about, like, well, or if I, I want to serve, what do I need to do? Well, I believe this because of the craziness of the last two years where we faced all sorts of different types of, of situations and circumstances. We got to start things and we had to stop doing this here and in person and out of person and online and offline and all of that crazy stuff. Uh, I, in my opinion, there are just so many hoops that we had to jump through. We have not been able to offer our belong track in the way that we've done it before by offering it as a class. And so um, we decided, well, let's just do this as a church for everyone that's here because there are many, many new people and families that are here. And for those that have been here before, that have been here for a long time, I think it's good to be reminded of those things that God has showed us about why we are who we are as a church. And so today... We're going to continue on, and here's what it is. It's called Belong, Growing, and Thriving Through the Local Church, because here's what we believe. Experiencing your best life comes from, first of all, belonging to Jesus, and secondly, growing to, together with other believers in Christian community. As I shared last week, the Bible was written to each of us in context of how we would relate to each other in community. You see, it wasn't written to us just in this isolationary thing that we just serve God on our own and we just do things according to our own practices. But when God put the Bible together, he wrote it to say, hey, this is how you are to serve me in relationship with other people or what we like to call local church community. And if you missed last week, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it online. And in, and, and email Pastor Peter at info at Eastside City Church, and then you can get credit for the class just by listening to the message. That's all you have to do. So what is the Belong Track? Well, it consists of four, but, uh, uh, four simple but essential steps for growth in relationships. And here's what the four steps are. As we shared last week, the first step is to follow Jesus. We believe this, that the foundation of everything that we do, the foundation of our relationships, why we come together is built around Jesus. Jesus is the pillar. Can I hear an amen? And he's the cornerstone that we're all called to build our lives upon. And today we're gonna talk about 
connect. And connect is connecting with other believers. Or why should we connect? Why is connection important? And what are we connecting to? Next week, we're going to discover. Discover what? Discover what our giftings and abilities and how God has given each one of us unique things that he's portioned for our life and that when we blend it all together, there's something special that we can make by walking together in community. And then in the last week, we're going to talk about serving, how we serve one another through our church relationships. I believe that these are key for people to experience and begin their journey of walking together with other people. So today as we begin connect, or we're talking about connecting with our community, we believe this, that connecting with community is essential not only for our own personal growth, but for the growth of those around us. But here's what I believe. If you're going to choose to connect with our church family or any church community, I think it's important to know the family that you're going to be joining, things about them. Don't you think that's a good idea? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some things, our history and who we are. But I want to start off by sharing a story. Now, I, like most young people, when I was growing up, I like to do what most kids do, spend the night over at friends' houses. Hey, who, 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 when you were a kid, you used to scheme with your friends on how to try to convince your parents that it was a good idea for them either to have you bring friends over to your house or to be able to go and spend time with them. And so I remember that it was amazing for me as you went to different people's houses, you discovered that people in different families did things differently. They had different rules and customs. At one of my friend's houses, I remember this, you had to drink two glasses of water before you were allowed to have juice or something else with your meal. Maybe you were like that. At another friend's house, you could eat as much as you want. You could pile as much food on your plate. And I thought that was a great idea. As long as you ate everything you put on your plate. Maybe that was a rule in your house. Before eating at my friend Steve's house, listen to this, you had to hold hands with everybody at the table and pray together, which I thought was an awful idea because I had to hold hands with his sister, and I didn't think that was cool at all. At one friend's house, you not only had to take off your shoes before you went in, but you were not allowed to go into the living room as it was this perfect, pristine shrine to cleanliness and beauty. Does anybody here have off-limit rooms to everybody? Yeah, you're less like, you don't go there. My kid, we, we do too. But one of the most unique rules that we had, that, I was, that one of my friends had was this. Now, this is the American in me coming out. When shooting rifles... You were not allowed to shoot the neighbor's barn or house. That was it. You were allowed to shoot everything else. It was all good. And my favorite friend house rule was, you can eat anything you find or drink in this house except the beer and the wine. That's all off limits to you. Here's the reality. Different houses have different rules or many times different ways of doing similar things. Some people put the garbage under their sink while others store it in the pantry or at the back door of their house or in other useful places. Some people believe in composting and separating all of their trash into many different piles, while others just do the minimal amount of sorting that they're required to do 
because it's nothing that they could be bothered with. You see, it doesn't make one thing right or something else wrong. It's just that different families have different values that are important to them. So what about the Eastside City Church family? Who are we? What, are our, what is our history? What are our values and beliefs? And why should you connect to our family? I want to start off by sharing a bit of our story about our church, where our church came from. Birthed out of the 1948 revival in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, Christian Restoration Revival Assembly was established in 1952 by Phil and Mildred Tretweld. The foundation of the church was a strong emphasis on prayer and the presence of God, on healings and deliverance. But in 1982, Pastor Ron and Karen Leach moved from Victoria, British Columbia, to Calgary with their two daughters, Amber and Jan. Phil and, Metro, Phil and Mildred retired and transitioned the church over to Pastor Ron and Karen as the new pastors of Christian Restoration Revival Assembly. Say that five times really fast if you can today. As you can imagine, they changed the name to something different. It was then became Calgary Bible Fellowship. The church began to grow and relocated from the little church in Boness to a larger building in Conrich, just outside the Calgary city limits on the far east side of the city. I still consider this one of the most amazing things that this church started in the west of the city and moved all the way to the east. Under Pastor Ron's leadership, the church began to have international impact on Calgary and a global influence on the nations of the world. In 1988, Calgary Bible Fellowship merged with Calgary Christian Fellowship. I'm glad that they both had fellowship. They were joined together. And the church name was then changed to Evangel Worship Center. Now, do we have anybody that was a part of our church when we were Evangel Worship Center or Calgary Bible Fellowship? You go back to these history. That is awesome. Well, the church moved back into the city limits into this present facility that we're in right now, which was built in 1991. And the name was then changed to what it is now in around the year 1999 to Eastside City Church. Pastor Ron and Karen continued to serve as the pastors before transitioning the church in October of 2010 to Pastor Jan and myself. My name is Pastor Todd. In June of 1994, I packed everything I owned into a car and moved from Vancouver, Washington to Calgary to marry Jan. The plan for us was to live in Calgary for only a, a couple more years while my wife finished her nursing degree at the University of Calgary and then moved back to Portland where I would finish my degree as a, to get my education degree so that I could teach and coach and do all of those things. Who here knows that your plans are not always God's plans. Well, in 1996, we received a prophetic word at a gathering here at the church. And the word indicated that there would be pastoral ministry in our lives and that we were not allowed to move away from Calgary. Following the prophetic word, we were asked to lead the youth ministry here for a, a short season. That short season ended up lasting 17 years. Over those years, we saw hundreds of young people make decisions for Jesus and 
follow the will of God for their lives. And as we continue to serve the youth and young adults of the church, we also began to get involved in leading other areas like children's ministry, finance, women's ministry, became elders, and eventually became the senior pastors of the church. We have a simple goal here, that no matter where we go, our desire is for, to help people start a relationship with Jesus and become followers who are like him. One of the things that I find amazing is that in the almost 75 years that Eastside City Church has, been past, has only been pastored by three different leaders. This is important because each leader has been able to grow the church by building on the foundation that the previous leaders before them laid. One of the great joys that Jan and I had was having Mildred Tretwell, one of the original founding pastors, pray over us. And she actually released her leadership mantle to my wife while we were being set in as leaders of Eastside. What an amazing thing. This mighty woman of God lived to be 103 years old before she went home to be with Jesus. And it was a great honor to be able to know her. You see, the question that we have, though, is how then do we make decisions or where do we go for deeper decisions? And as I go into this next section of what I want to share today, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be a lot of information, a lot of stuff about how do we govern our church, how do we come together, because I think sometimes people wonder, how do you guys make decisions here? And then, what are the things that we believe in? What are our values? We believe that people who invest their heart, their time, and their family and finances into building a local church deserve to have confidence in their church leadership. So here's what our leadership structure is. We are a non-denominational, self-governing local church. What does that mean? It means that we're not controlled by a denominational hierarchy. When we make decisions about staffing or capital improvements, we do not have a head office who signs off on our decisions. Our decisions come from a group of leaders within our own congregation, people that worship with you, that walk with you right here. We pray together. We discuss information pertinent with the right people, and then we move forward. We believe that our lives and decisions are submitted to one another to provide integrity and transparency. How does it work? Ephesians 5.21 says, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We believe that we're called to submit to each other, that, that the true Christian community is where we are able to look at each other and encourage each other and strengthen each other and sometimes even challenge each other as needed. So here's how we do it. Our church, first of all, is guided by, in three areas. It's guided by our pastors. Pastoral staff is led by the lead pastors, Jan and I. This team oversees the day-to-day ministry and operations of our church. These staff pastors meet regularly to better serve the congregation and are responsible for the development of the spiritual life of each of the members. But then we're protected by our elders, our eldership. Who are the elders? They are members of the congregation that have been appointed by the lead pastor and agreed upon in a vote by the members of the church. And their job is to oversee the finances and to give governance of the church. These people are actually Rod Sikora, Innocent Mate, Jonathan Giyu, along with me. 
They provide counsel to the lead pastor regarding major decisions, which include financial commitments, the launching of ministry initiatives, as well as a prayerful covering of the church and its leaders. Currently, besides the lead pastor, all the elders serve as non-staff leaders. Then our third thing is that we're strengthened by our overseers. Overseers are pastors of respected congregations and ministries who love Eastside City Church and Jan and myself, as well as the people of our congregation. And they're willing to provide spiritual protection to the church. They would include Pastor Israel and Rachel Campbell from Flourishing Church in Los Angeles, California, and Doug and Donna Lassett from the Pearl Church in Denver, Colorado. These are people that can be called upon by our elders and our pastors and our leaders. If they are worried about things that are doing, they come and they talk to us and work things out together with us. The overseers are seasoned senior leaders who have a proven leadership track record. We are a community that is accountable to one another. But who are we and what do we value as a church community? Many times I'm asked this question, what kind of church is Eastside City Church? Are you a Catholic church? Are you a Protestant church? Are you evangelical? Are you Bible-believing? Here's my answer. We are a Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-led church. We believe in the whole Bible, including the parts that talk about the person and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Word of God is the inspired Word of God, even to its words that were chosen and the original thing that God, the Bible, is what we build our life upon. So, But another term for our our church would be a Holy Spirit-focused church, would be Pentecostal charismatic church. Those are the big words. Sometimes we hear those big words and we're like, well, what does it mean? Well, it means that we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all believers, that speaking in tongues is for all believers, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 are relevant for the Christian community today. We believe that either, every believer not only needs to be baptized in water by full immersion, but that each believer should be baptized with the Holy Spirit and benefits from speaking in other tongues. But secondly, here we are a church that loves the presence of God. We are a presence of God church. We believe that God is not some stoic being that sits in heaven with a bat in one hand and a scowl on his face for those who disappoint him. We believe that he is a loving being who desires to meet with those who love him every single day. In fact, he wants us to call him his friend. At Eastside, we love to worship him with our whole being. We would call this Davidic worship. We believe in dancing, clapping, sometimes even a little bit of shouting when the moment's there. We like to sing with our voices. And we believe that he inhabits the praises of his people when we worship him in spirit and truth as declared in Psalms 22.3 and John 4.24. We believe that in his presence is fullness of joy, that he brings victory for the oppressed and healing for the sick in mind and body, as stated in Psalm 1611. I believe this, that one moment in God's presence can change a life forever. Psalms 8410 says, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I'd rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God then live the good life in the homes of the wicked. Not only do we believe in worship and 
as God's presence, but we encourage a vibrant prayer life, both personally and corporately. And believe it is our job to help every believer learn to hear the voice of God for themselves. Can I say this? God wants to speak to every one of you. God wants to talk to you. My job isn't to hear the voice of God for you, but to help you understand how to hear the voice of God for yourself. We believe that this is accomplished by praying with, by both by ourselves and with other people. You see, prayer connects us with God's presence. Faith-filled prayer changes everything. One of the things we do at our church is we pray together each Monday evening on Zoom from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., and it's a wonderful time for people to come together. I want to encourage you to join with us, whether it's every week or once a month, whenever God leads you. The link is at our website at eastsidecitychurch.ca. As well, as you heard today, we believe in, that in having First Sunday, a monthly gathering where prayer and worship meet together, releasing prophetic revelation as we believe for his signs and wonders. It is an opportunity not only for us to wait on God, but to experience a greater measure of his presence together in unity. I look forward to doing this this coming Sunday. Next Sunday at 6 p.m., we are going to be having our first first Sunday of the fall. I look forward to seeing you there. What else are we? We're a reaching church. What is a reaching church? Well, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it said, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why did God give us his power? Because he says, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What was the writer in Acts saying here? What he was saying is that God has called us to be people that would reach those who are in our city, that all around us are people that need to know Jesus. That we would also need to reach them in Judea, which would be our province of Alberta. The Samaria would be our own country. That there are many here that need to know Jesus in Canada. Who here would agree that Canada needs more of Jesus today? And then he says, even to the ends of the earth, which means that we are called to reach people wherever they're at, no matter where they're at in the world. Eastside City Church has a long history and legacy of worldwide missions that we minister to many countries around the world, from Haiti to the Philippines to India uh, to uh, African nations in Zimbabwe, Mexico, all around. We have so many leaders that are in different places. But here's what we have to understand. Not only do we believe in world missions, but we believe that every person is a missionary. That all Jesus' followers are to share their faith wherever God places them. That we're to accept that sharing our faith is something that we're personally responsible to do that we don't look for other people to do it, but we say, God, how can you use me today? That we're called to build personal relationships with people, not only Christians, but people that don't know Jesus as well, and that we need to learn how to share our story. How did God touch our life with his story, what Jesus did on the cross? And then we need to give a personal invitation, ask them if they want to commit their life to Jesus. We believe that we're a reaching church, that God wants to use us but we're also a generous church. We believe in giving at Eastside City Church. In Matthew 6, it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be given to you as well. I love that thought that God says as we put him first in every area of our life, 
including our finances, God then will take care of our needs. As Jesus followers, I believe that we're called to put God first in every area, including finances. We believe that all of our resources belong to God. Who here believes that everything you have is actually God's? And that giving the first 10% through the church is the foundation to generosity. Giving 10% not only blesses the rest of our resources, but keeps our hearts from being self-centered, self-focused. It helps us to think about things other than ourselves. And who here knows that our heart and our money are a lot of times connected together? Here's my observation. I've never seen a faithful giver struggle with finances for more than short seasons in their life. I've always seen them come out on top. I've also seen this, that faithful givers reap blessings not only for themselves, but for those around them as well. Generosity benefits everybody. I believe God wants to continue to help us grow in our generosity. And here's where I want my, the last point I want to make before we close. We believe in genuine community. We believe in small groups here at Eastside. We believe that every believer builds relationships with other people best in the context of small groups. Authentic life change happens in the context of authentic relationship, which is why we are a church made up of small groups. In the Bible, they worship together in the temple, but personal ministry happened house to house. That's what it says in Acts chapter 2. In Acts 20, 20, Paul made this declaration. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear either publicly or in your homes. I believe everyone can benefit from small group relationships because small groups provide a place to connect with other people, a place to strengthen and encourage each other, as well as a place to grow together. You can find, if you're looking in our church, where our active small groups are in our ministries tab on our webpage. We believe in marketplace small groups. What is that? Small groups that are centered around interests, things that people like to do. It could be a Bible study in one group. It could be a gathering together for bike riding in another, but all centered around building relationships that focus on who Jesus is. We are working and endeavoring to have our small groups meet three times a year in eight to 12-week trimesters. But one of the side effects of the COVID scare was that we know that this was very much attacked as all of our relational things and the way that we're related together was challenged. And so we know that this is an area that needs some strengthening and refreshing. We are looking for new groups to form. And if you're interested in starting a group, I'm asking that you would let me or one of the leaders know. You can contact us either at info at eastsidecitychurch.ca or you can contact me personally at todd at eastsidecitychurch.ca as I'm looking to help rebuild and re-strengthen these groups in this season. As we close today, I want to read to you what Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. He gave us these words. He says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizen with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you are too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. 
I believe this, that people today need community more than ever. People need church community more than ever. We believe in team here at Eastside City Church, that your community is meant to be a team of people. And here's the reality today with so many new faces here today. We are looking for more team members. We believe that God has called every person to have impact in your life. That every person that is a member of our family is meant to minister to someone somewhere. That we were created not just to live our life all by ourselves, but we were created to, to love each other and serve each other and help one another grow. And that each task that we do as members is important and should be done with excellence. We believe that everyone has something special to give. So here's today what we're asking for, what we're believing for as we talk about connecting. We're asking that you would consider becoming a part of our team, our church. You know, if you belong to another church, we're not trying to have you come to our church. That's between you and the Lord. We want you to connect and be a great member wherever God's called you. But for those of you that are not connected anywhere, for those of you that are not sure about where you're supposed to be, we're asking you to pray today. So what do you do? How do you begin to become a member of the team? First of all, you decide to become a committed member of our church, Eastside City Church. Secondly, you continue to do what you already are doing today. You make it your focus to come to church the next couple of weeks and complete the belong track. Thirdly, we want to encourage you to look at joining a small group or forming a small group so that you and other believers together in a smaller circle of influence can work together to strengthen each other, encourage each other, and even serve with one another. Lastly, we're believing that you should find a place where you can serve to exercise your gifts, your abilities to help other people go, grow. What are we believing for? We're believing today for those who want to belong. I believe that there are people here that are looking for greater purpose and deeper connections. And I wanna say this, we have a place for you. We have a spot for you. But it starts with the choice. The choice is not only to commit to God, but to his people. Now, commitment in this day and age is a scary word, but I believe this, you must decide or you must make a decision. This decision might be for some of you today. Maybe you've been a part of other groups. Maybe you've been a part of other things and it hasn't always worked out so well. Maybe you have some things that have challenged you, but God's saying, will you break off that fear and put on faith? That might be your decision today. For others of you, the decision might be to make a, a small step towards getting involved a little bit more, taking some time to build deeper relationships with people. You see, I realize this, what might seem like a small step to some could be a huge step for you in your faith journey. But you have to decide to do it. So here's what I wanna ask today. Is God maybe speaking to you about taking another step to commit to his people here at Eastside, to grow a bit deeper in your relationships with every head bowed and every eye closed. I believe today that God is speaking to some who are here today about taking that step forward.